Chapter Twenty Two of Campfire Girls in the Country by Stella M. Francis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Leanne Howlett. Aunt Hannah wakes up. Quick, girls! No time for any more ceremony! Hazel exclaimed excitedly. That woman is Aunt Hannah, and she's walking in her sleep. This is the second time she's done this just recently. Harriet and I saw her leave the house night before last and tried to follow her. Something is weighing heavily on her mind, and I must follow her and find out what it is. Come on, Harriet, we'll lead the way. You other girls hold back at a distance and be careful not to wake her. It probably would have a disastrous effect on her nerves. The next instant, after the close of this speech, Hazel and Harriet were darting off through the bushes at considerable danger of stubbing their feet or scratching their faces and hands, in their haste not to let the sleepwalker get away from them. Miss Ladd and the other members of the fire followed more circumspectly, and with due regard for Hazel's expressed wish. But the two girls ahead found it unavoidable to lose sight of Aunt Hannah for a minute or two. It appeared probable that her place of destination was the abandoned hotel, and if so, she undoubtedly would pass around the south side to get to the main entrance at the east. The two girls realized that it would be impossible for them to follow her along the same course she was taking without there being a short period in the pursuit when the building would be between them and the woman they wished to keep in view. So they accepted the inevitable and made a short cut to the northeast and soon were in position to observe the sleepwalker as she came around the southeast corner of the building. The latter appeared almost as soon as Hazel and Harriet reached their point of vantage, which was in the shadow of the big cottonwood tree near the building. She made direct for the entrance, looking straight ahead meanwhile, and appearing to be interested in nothing to the right or to the left, nor anything else indeed except the on-leading motive of her dream. "'We must follow her inside,' said Hazel resolutely. Are you game, Harriet? I am if you are, the other replied, certainly not with bravado, but with a kind of subdued resoluteness. If we are careful, I don't think she will notice us, Hazel said confidently as she led the way. Into the dark miniature lobby they went and were near enough to the sonambulist to see her pass into the room, undoubtedly intended as the guest's lounging place and containing the fireplace before which the campfire had held one of its meetings. Into this room the two girls followed the woman, and there they found it necessary to get within a few feet of her in order to determine what she was doing. Four large, paneless windows were in the north and south walls, but the illuminating power of the moon's rays was almost entirely shut off by a wide, sheltered porch which ran around both of these sides of the building. Hazel and Harriet managed to watch the actions of Mrs. Hutchins at safe proximity by keeping close to the north wall. They felt that they were in little danger of being discovered in this position, as there was only slight possibility of coming into physical contact with the sonambulist, and she seemed to be using her eyes for nothing whatever except to guide her movements straight ahead. Without the least hesitation, Aunt Hannah went to the fireplace, took hold of one of the boulders of which the enclosure of the hearth was constructed, and began to work it from side to side. It required all her strength to do this, 
but presently she succeeded in lifting the stone out of its place and putting it down on the floor. Then she put her hand into the opening thus made, and took out something which the watchers could see so indistinctly that they were unable to form any idea as to what it was. With this in her hands, she walked over to one of the windows, stood there a few moments, then returned, replaced the object in the hole, and put the boulder back where she had found it. This done, she faced about and walked out of the building. "'Quick!' Hazel whispered to her companion. "'Follow Aunt Hannah. I want to see that she gets home safely. I'll be with you in a minute. I must see what she was interested in here.' Harriet did as requested, while Hazel pushed the switch of her flashlight and threw the rays upon the spot of greatest interest over the fireplace. The loose boulder was rather large and heavy, and the girl had some difficulty in removing it, but finally she succeeded in depositing it on the floor. Then she reached her hand into the hole as Aunt Hannah had done, and drew out a metal box about eighteen inches long and five inches square in the cross-section. "'I bet one hundred thousand dollars I know what this box contains,' she mused as she turned to follow Harriet and Aunt Hannah but she had advanced only a few steps when she was seized from behind by a pair of strong hands and thrown violently to the floor. To catch herself, she dropped the box. This was quickly seized by her assailant, who then made a dash for the entrance. But he did not get far. At the door he was seized by other powerful hands, which threw him down upon the porch floor almost as violently as the latter had thrown Hazel. "'Come on, Miss Edwards!' cried a voice that the panic-stricken but uninjured Hazel recognized as that of Mr. Mackenzie. I've got him. The girl ran out and snatched up the precious box, which had been dropped again in the scuffle. The former was searching his victim for a weapon. Hazel aided him with the rays of her flashlight. As she observed the features of the man and his small physique, a grave suspicion took possession of her. Are you Percy Tysh? she asked addressing the prisoner, who was no longer struggling. Before he could answer, if he was so disposed, Harriet and Violet appeared on the porch. "'Where is Aunt Hannah?' Hazel inquired. "'She's outside with the girls,' was Harriet's surprising answer. "'She woke up. It didn't bother her at all. She's all right.'" End of chapter 22